All right, happy Monday. Thanks for jumping on. I'm with uh, Brian Neitch here. Evening, Brian. Howdy, howdy. It is a good afternoon. God is good. Man, He, you know what? It, even in the midst of dark clouds, he saves every, his people. Yeah. It's a great. Oh, I love it. My dad. I was talking to my dad over the weekend, and um, he said that him and his wife want to get baptized. Oh, and it wow. just made my heart so happy. And uh, they're actually going to start reading the Bible and doing studies together. And, um, you know, my dad got saved just a, just a few years ago. And That's so great. he's just, I don't know, man, just God's working through my dad. It's just so good to see him um, just so happy and just wanting to have a, you know, bigger and closer relationship with, with God. Right. And then, um, so with, so with, I guess you could say my stepmom, um, Kim, his wife, uh, wants to do the same. And it's, it's just, it's just joyful. It makes me so happy mm-hmm. when people not only get saved, of course, but then continue to build the relationship with God and want to, and have desire to, and that's what it's all about. Yes, it, it really is. Yeah. You know, life's, life's tough and, and, and people struggle, but you know what? There, it's exciting when someone says, wow, who is this, this one who created everything and, and it changes their yeah. lives forever. And man, the whole, it just can permeate through the whole family. Yeah. It's, you, it's awesome. you, you just you get so excited, you know, and, it was kind of like this this last weekend, and we went to my my grandma Nani's funeral, and it was just it was it was sad and emotional, and it was really hard, and uh, it was a, it was a beautiful funeral, and then it, there was just something happened that we we got back to my mom's house, and we we just had a celebration of life, and we just were telling stories and just telling you know uh, past stories and funny things and great times and memories and about my grandma and just but just knowing that she's in heaven and that she was a Christian and that she's in a better place and what she's gone yeah. through the last few years with, with mental illness and um, just, just a celebration of joy of just getting to know the Lord and being saved and having that relationship and knowing what's beyond this earth is just, it's just joyful. I mean, I felt like my mm-hmm. pictures on social media, I was kind of like, I looking back, like, gosh, it looks like we're, we're, you know, we're having fun and I'm a too much fun, but it's, it's just, it was just such a, a joyful evening celebrating yeah, my grandma. And, exactly. and I guess that's kind of the, the mood that we were in there, just knowing that there's, eternal life after this world. And I just love when people build relationships with God and, and I do on a daily basis. And, and Brian, that's why I love reading every uh, day with you every morning. Sorry about yeah. this morning on the schedule. We had to kind of pivot and, and do it after, uh, at this time, but, um, that's just the beauty in it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. God is good. You know, it changes your outlook. It's so it's so good to hear that. I, before we get into Passover, you know, because that's a big outlook change. And uh, he changes your outlook, you know. You don't have to struggle alone. You don't ha- have to just be an isolated person, even in the midst of, you know, a loss, even though we know where, where, um, where people go. Um, there is a loss, and, and but you have family, and, and, and you don't have to. You know that God is, is there to, to lift you up. It, it's great, man. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. And, and here we are. So Brian Neitch, and give us a follow on the Instagram account. Um, yeah, uh, Black, Black White. And, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Black White and Sometimes Red. Right. Love that. <laughs> Black White and Sometimes Red. That's give us right. a follow. Shoot us a DM. Uh, reach out to us in times of trouble, in times of need, prayer, anything. Just mm-hmm. please connect with us. We love it. People do. And people do. And we love it. So please keep it coming. Reach out. Use that Instagram as direct line to me and Brian. I absolutely love it. So here we are in Exodus, the first Passover. 
uh, chapter 12, and we're reading out of the New Living Translation. Uh, And if you're just joining us for the first time, we're reading the Bible all the way through, chapter by chapter, book by book, verse by verse, all the way through. It's going to take us about, I don't know, a year and a half to two years. We're, We're trying to make a steady pace, you know, a few chapters a day, but at the same time, not too steady where we want to pull back layers and dive deep and have discussions. Um, so a little bit of blend of both there, but, but here we are. Exactly. But here we are. So here we are. Exodus chapter 12. So a tiny recap. I know it's been a couple, mm-hmm. uh, it's been a, a, a little bit where, so God has rained down nine plagues and he's about mm-hmm. to, uh, do the 10th. He said, he, t- he said to Pharaoh here through Moses and Aaron, let my people go, let them go worship. Mm. And now, and, and he says, just let them go worship for three days, right? Let them go worship for three days. Let them go out there and take sacrifices, sacrifice to me, you know, because they're for the, uh, remittance of sin. And, uh, Pharaoh has not done that. Pharaoh has said, Nope, Nope, Nope. I don't think so. He says, yes, you can go. No, you can't. Yes, you can go. No, you can't. So back and forth. Pharaoh's back and forth. And so now God's like, okay, it's over, Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. It is time. You're going to let them go for good. And you're going to give them all your gold and, and silver and all your your uh, jewels. And you're going to let them go. And here's how it's going to happen. So we're about to find out. Yeah, and here we are. Here we are. You want yeah, to read? Well, yeah, yeah. You want to pray it in real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Lord, Father in heaven, we love you. Man, you're so good. You sent your son Jesus. Thank you for that. Thank you for uh, for opening our eyes. For everyone that's joining us and participating, Lord, and just like following along and, and letting the word of God cleanse them and change their hearts and their minds. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Beautiful. Boom, boom. You want me to go 12? Mm-hmm. You can go 13. Okay, the first Passover. While the Israelites were still in the land of Egypt, the Lord gave the following instructions to Moses and Aaron. From now on, this month will be the first month of the year for you. Announce the whole community of Israel that one on the 10th day of this month, each family must choose a lamb or a young goat to sacrifice one animal for each household. If a family is too small to eat a whole animal, let them share with another family in the neighborhood. Divide the animal accordingly to the size of each family and how much they can eat. The animal you select must be one year old male, either a sheep or a goat with no defects. And when they say Mm. goat, they don't mean Tom Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. I digress. It's a bad, bad joke. No comment. No comment. Okay. All right, here we go. Verse six, take special care of this chosen animal until the evening of the 14th day of this first month. Then the whole assembly of the community of Israel must slaughter their lamb or young goat at twilight. They are to take some of the blood and smear it on the sides and top of the door frames of the houses where they eat the animal. Okay, sorry, I lost my, my place here. Eat the animal. Verse 8. That same night, they must roast the meat over a fire and eat it along with bitter salad greens and bread made without yeast. Do not eat any of the meat raw or boiled in water. The whole animal, including the head, legs, and internal organs, must be roasted over a fire. Do not leave any of it until the next morning. Burn whatever is not eaten before morning. 
Verse mm. 11. These are your instructions for eating this meal by fully dressed, wear your sandals, and carry your walking stick in your hand. Eat the meal with urgency, for this is the Lord's Passover. On that night, I will pass through the land of Egypt and strike down every firstborn son of the firstborn male animal in the land of Egypt. Let me read number 12 again really quick. Yeah, do it. On that night, I will pass through the land of Egypt and strike down every firstborn son and firstborn male animal in the land of Egypt. Sorry, I kind of read that fast. I wanted to go over that. Uh, I think I skipped son there. I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt, lowercase g, for I am the Lord, explanation mark. But the blood on your doorposts will serve as a sign marking the houses where you are staying. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. This plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. 14. This is a day to remember. Each year, from generation to generation, you must celebrate it as special festival to the Lord. This is a law for all time. For seven days, the bread you eat must be made without yeast. On the first day of the festival, remove every trace of yeast from your homes. Anyone who eats bread made with yeast during the seven days of the festival will be cut off from the community of Israel. On the first day of the festival, and again on the seventh day, all the people must observe an official day for holy assembly. No work of any kind may be done on these days except in the preparation of food. 17. Celebrate the festival of unleavened bread. Uh, Yeah, unleavened. Unleavened bread. For it will remind you that I brought you your forces out of the land of Egypt on this very day. This festival will be a permanent law law for you. Celebrate this day from generation to generation. The bread you eat must be made without yeast from the evening of the 14th day of the first month until the evening of the 21st day of that month. During those seven days... There must be no trace of yeast in your homes. Anyone who eats anything made with yeast during this week will be cut out of the community of Israel. Israel. These regulations apply both in the foreigners living among you and the native-born Israelites. The foreigners and the born Israelites. During those days, you must not eat anything made with yeast. Whenever you live... Eat only bread without yeast. Okay, set 21. Then Moses called all the elders of Israel together and said to them, Go, pick out a lamb or young goat for each of your families and slaughter the Passover animal. Drain the blood into a basin. Then take a bundle of hyssop, hyssop. hyssop branches and dip them into blood. Brush the hyssop across the top and sides of the door frames of your houses, and no one may go out through the door until morning. Verse Mm -hmm. 23, for the Lord will pass through the land to strike down the Egyptians, but when he sees the blood on the top and the sides of the door frame, the Lord will pass over your home. You You will not permit his death angel to enter your house and strike you down. Death angel. Hmm. 24. Remember, 
These instructions are a permanent law that you and your descendants must observe forever. When you enter the land of the Lord, he promises to give you, you will continue to observe the ceremony. Then your children will ask, what does this ceremony ceremony mean? And you will reply, it is the Passover sacrifice to the Lord, for he has passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt. And though he struck the Egyptians, he spread our families. Oh, I'm sorry. He spared our families. Mm. When Moses had finished speaking, all the people bowed down to the ground and worshiped. 28. So the people of Israel did just as the Lord had commanded through Moses and Aaron. And that night at midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn sons in the land of Egypt from the firstborn son of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn son of Liv. Sorry, one sec, Brian. Mm-hmm. Let me finish reading this. I'm almost done. And then I'll go downstairs. Okay. Thank you, baby. Love you. Okay. Sorry about that. Here we go. 29. 29. I'll start at this 28 here. So the people of Israel did just as the Lord had commanded through Moses and Aaron. And that night at midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn sons in the land of Egypt from the firstborn son of Pharaoh, who sat on his throne to the firstborn son of the prisoner in the dungeon. Mm. Even everyone. The, yeah, everyone. Even the firstborn of their livestock were killed. 30. Pharaoh and all of his officials and all of the people of Egypt woke up during the night and, the, and a loud wailing was heard throughout the land of Egypt. There was not a single house where someone was not, where someone had not died. Mm. Israel's exodus. You want me? You want me? Yeah, you I, this is this? super long. Yeah, yeah it's I, a big one. Oof. Yeah, let's do it. I, I was I was mistaken. So big. Yeah, a lot a lot happened there. A lot of a lot of people died. Mm. Um, Israel's exodus from Egypt. Pharaoh sent his Sarah, Pharaoh sent for Moses and Aaron during the night. Get out! He ordered. Leave my people and take the rest of the Israelites with you. Go and worship the God of your, that you have requested. Take your flocks, your herds, as you said, and be gone. Go. But bless me as you leave. All the, (laughs) I'm sorry, I couldn't. He says, but bless me as you leave. Wow. Oh, yes, master. Yes, Yes, master. Yes, master of flesh. 33. All the Egyptians urged the people of Israel to get out of the land as quickly as possible, for they thought we will all die. The Israelites took their bread dough before yeast was added. They wrapped their kneading boards in the cloaks and carried them on their shoulders. And the people of Israel did as Moses had instructed. They asked the Egyptians for clothing and articles of silver and gold. The Lord caused the Egyptians to look favorably on the Israelites and gave the Israelites whatever they asked for. So they stripped the Egyptians of their wealth. Uh, The night... The people of Israel left Ramses and started for Sukkoth. There were about 600,000 men, plus all the women and children, so over a million, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. A, rumble, a ramble of non-Israelites went with them, along with great flocks and herds of livestock. For bread, they baked flat cakes for the dough without... Mm, sounds good. And without yeast, Sorry, they had brought from Coke. Egypt. It was made without yeast because the people were driven out of Egypt in such a hurry that they had no time to prepare bread or other food. 
The people of Israel had lived in Egypt 430 years. In fact, it was on the last day of the 430th year that all the Lord's forces left the land. Beautiful. This is New Year's. Passover. On this night, the Lord kept his promise to the to bring his people out of the land of Egypt. So this night belongs to him, and it must be commemorated every year by the Israelites from generation to generation. Instructions for the Passover. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, These are the instructions for the festival of Passover. No outsiders are allowed to eat the Passover meal, but any slave who has been purchased may eat it if he has been circumcised you know, or brought into the covenant. Temporary residents and hired servants may not eat it. Each Passover lamb must be eaten in one house. Do not carry any of its meat outside and do not break any of its bones. The whole community of Israel must be celebrate, must celebrate this Passover festival. If there are foreigners living among you who want to celebrate the Lord's Passover, let all their males be circumcised. Only then may the... May they celebrate the Passover with you like any native-born Israelite. But no uncircumcised male may ever eat the Passover meal. This instruction applies to everyone, whether a native-born Israelite or a foreign living among you. Foreigner living among you. Verse 50. So all the people of Israel followed the Lord's commands to Moses and Aaron. On that very day, the Lord brought the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt like an army. Mm. Wow. Massive, massive... Uh uh chapter here huh the passover yeah, yeah. well and uh, god said he was going to do it and he did it you know just like throughout the bible you know i mean there's you know god's w- word always holds true uh and it's a beautiful thing that you know god is good he brought all the the uh the uh, the, the israelites out of egypt and and here we are it's just an amazing thing uh, i'm so glad for the for the israelites that they don't have to go through the torture that they've been through for, for how long, Brian? I mean, hundreds of years, I thousands. I, from the first Pharaoh to this Pharaoh, I don't know. What's the timeline? Well, 430. Okay. So, the first, yeah. so I'm a, so, okay. Maybe 50, 50, 40, 30, something like that years, 30 okay. to 50 more years. I mean, when they showed up, um, in Egypt, I don't know the exact date, right? But Joseph had to die. And then, a pharaoh after him had to had to go on and then they had to forget about joseph and any deal so at least a generation or two yeah at least yeah. 40 years a long 40, time a long time yeah. of just horrible slavery um, well it was 430 years of slavery exactly oh my gosh could you imagine it's just horrible it's Terrible. horrible and so you know god rescued the the israelites and and also not just that but just this is god's plan you know because this sets up for everything well, for right now, 2021, I mean, yeah, you know, everything yeah. that from, from Genesis one to chapter one, to where we are now and to where we are currently now, as we sit here is, is all connected. It's God's plan. And so this, this had to happen. And, um, I'm just so happy that God saved the Israelites and got them out of Egypt and here they go. And of course the Pharaoh is so stubborn. Even Brian, like you said, he's, he's asking them to dude, just let it go, man. Like you, how many people, in a way, maybe this is an incorrect, maybe this is my emotions getting the best of me, Brian, but how many people have you killed, Pharaoh, from your stubbornness, <laughs> from your cold heart, from your lack of belief, oh, from your turning your back to God, to blasphemy to God, right? Tens because it says oh. that, the, you know, the Lord has turned your heart cold and stubborn, but guess what? There is something called free will. There is something called the devil all mixed together. 
And, you know, that was Pharaoh. That was Pharaoh. And so how many people have you killed, Pharaoh? And, and you're asking for it to be blessed. I mean, that's how psychotic this guy is. That's how, 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 how evil. Think about it. That's how evil this man is. And, and probably many people of Egypt at the time were just straight evil. Not saying everybody. And like we've talked about before, just because God takes out people in Egypt doesn't mean they're going to hell. Where does it say that? Well, we've talked about right. this many times before. Just because God takes people. Oh, gosh. God is... He's taking people out left and right. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, a giant percentage of those people are probably up in heaven right now. So don't, 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 don't forget that. But I mean, there was evil amongst Egypt at this time. Don't get that wrong. Oh, just course. like the flood, just like, you know, what God does with the people burying their children inside the homes coming up here in the future, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so God is good and God will fight oh, yeah. evil. This is a spiritual battle and it's it. It's just amazing that he got the Israelites out. And you know what? I have to admit something. Later on, Egypt is actually better off for it. But I digress. I mean, I, well said. Well said, Minister John. Give me a coffee. Yeah, uh, yeah, by the I way, got, speaking of caffeine, right the new uh, Wild and Watermelon Bang. It's really good. Is it? Sorry. Wild and Watermelon. I saw that picture. Yeah, that's good. Jason White, Wild and Watermelon. I got. I have a Dunkin' Donut black hot coffee oh, right now. I love the Dunkin' Donuts. I love it. I love it. And when I go to the East Coast, it's, man, donut and coffee. You bet. Donut and coffee. I don't know about, uh, too much about their donuts. I do. I, I'd rather get a bagel from them, but okay. the coffee's good. Yeah. Coffee. Black, I'm telling you, the best concoction ever is black iced coffee from Dunkin' Donuts with mm. C4. Oh, C4. Right. Telling you, I know you, you 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 made that work in the and it's so good. Yeah. So yeah, there's just bad stuff going on in Egypt, but God just decimated that land. He said, "Okay, whatever it takes, I'm going to get these people out," and He did. And He did. Period. They're out. They're out, baby. They're out. So now you have this conglomerate, this million man army, essentially marching out of Egypt. And um, God, that they, many people. they are rich. Brian, I forget how many there is. So many people. When I, for some odd reason, when I'm thinking about like the, the sea party yeah, and them like traveling, out of of Egypt, I think it was like Moses, Aaron, and like a, like a crew, a little group of, yeah. Like, <laughs> like that, 25, yeah, camel. 30 deep, just rolling in with leather jackets, you know, just. <laughs> All in their Mercedes. Yeah. It's just millions. Wow. Jeez. No, bro. It's yeah. This is a lot of folks. So all of a sudden, Moses. Think about this. Think about the pressure. Moses just shows up, and now he goes from a man on the run, a goat herder, gets married, goat herder, hmm. sees God, hmm. leader of a million people. Oh. <laughs> oh shoot! You thought those hundred sheep were, were crazy in the woods, you know? No, now it's. Uh, and that's not a hundred goats; it's a million people, or however many. It could be nine hundred thousand. It could be one point five. God can do it without Moses, but God uses Moses like He uses man on a daily basis. Don't forget that people. God uses people, works through people. Obviously, how do you think God wrote the Bible? Yeah, that was well said. You, you, you see, that's the thing, though. That's why He intervenes because He doesn't just drop money from the sky. Yeah, he did right. He he. That's why you give to everybody. You get you help with food. You talk to other people. You share your home. You go to the gym. You interact. It's people on talking and interacting mm-hmm. with people. He goes through people. It's not the Truman Show. God mm-hmm. can do it's anything. Nice. Yeah. It's, 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 he doesn't want to do it that way. 
Mm-hmm. Why does he, you know, oh gosh, sorry, I always bring this up, but on Sunday, Brett was talking about how there's that Denzel movie with the submarine, and you need two keys to light off the nuclear bomb. Oh, yeah. There's one key, and then the other guy has to put a key in. And it's far enough away where you can't be one guy with stretched out arms. So yeah. you both have to do it together to release the nuclear weapon, right? Unless you're Ian Wilson. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and his whole point was, is, is, is God, he wants to do it with us. You got a key, Brian? Oh, and it. God has a key. And let's, let's put it. it into the submarine together. Yeah, yeah. Right. God can so do both keys. God yeah. just needs one key. But like God is like, hey, let's do this together. Let's do this together. I'm going to work through you and let's do this together. Why does he need? Why does he want What's us? That? I don't know. His love is so joyful and amazing that he actually wants to do it with us side by side. How mm. amazing is that? And that's why he works through us. Well, that you have to communicate mm. with him. Mm-hmm. That means you have to work with him. Yeah. You can't. You have to say one, two, three, ready, go. Well, you gotta, it, or, listen, or listen to him, Brian. Isn't it crazy that God wants a relation, an intimate relationship with us? Like sometimes yes. I feel like God doesn't even know I exist, or sometimes I feel mm-hmm. like God doesn't know who I am, or is not listening. But no, it's the exact opposite, right? He actually wants an he wants uh, an intimate relationship with you, the listener. I mean, sometimes I understand as as humans that's hard to process. Yeah. It is. Well, we, 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 we're physical. We, we live in the physical. Yeah, that's true. So you'd have, you have to take the time. Stop your day-to-day, your, your, your TV, your Netflix, your Instagram, your texting, your right, Facebook. Right. You have to take a moment and be still and listen. Just yeah, say, hey, right. hey, hey, Jesus. Hey, hey, Brian. Hey, yeah, right. Be still. You know, that's why like, we're doing this right now at like noon. But, yeah. Because I couldn't do it at 6. But I tell you right now, I, I love doing it early. Yeah. There's just something about this Bible study podcast that's just, I think everybody can agree too. It's just better in the morning. Yeah, it, it does. It creates a, a whole mindset for the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It creates a whole, like, let's get, let's get going. Let's start, let's start the day right. Well, I think this says this, a lot. I mean, this, gosh, I mean, where do you, where do you begin on this chapter? It's it, first of all, evil is nothing for God. And even though there is evil and there's a spiritual battle, you know, God is undefeated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, God will conquer evil. And these people of Egypt are evil. He Period. is undefeated. Um, he, and he, and he is a man of his promises, uh, getting uh, the, the Jewish people out of Egypt. Um, but it also goes to show you that he will save Israel. He will protect Israel. He did it then. And guess what? He's doing it now. I mean, it's, oh. it's this is where we are right now. He's doing yes, it he now, is. and he's yes, a he little is. teeny, little teeny Israel surrounded by a bunch of people that want to wipe it off the face of the earth, and they can't. And they have never have, they, and they never will. They can't, and they can't touch it. And you know, he will protect his people. The covenant lives forever, and um, it's an amazing thing. It's just, I mean, he loves us all, but um, there's just that man. There's that bloodline that seems to be. Uh, it's just strong, and it, and what God says here, it, it, He always, you know, stands. He always is, is true to His word. Always, He is the the amazing everything, true to His word, and and He protects you. He protects His people. Don't let anybody tell you different. I don't care where they come from, or who they are. God protects His people. You just have to believe and have faith in Him. 
Now, I'm not saying hardships don't come. Yes. You know, relationships happen. You know, problems happen. Financial problems happen. But he will protect you and guide you. You just got to be still and listen. Mm-hmm. All right. So Exodus 13. Should we read one more? Yeah. Oh, so, oh, can we like, can we can we touch on something real quick? I want to get yeah. Your let's opinion. go ahead. Um, I think we we had this conversation with the our men's group that we do on the team. Um, the death angel. Mm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Well, Talk so to what me. was that? Yeah. Right. I don't know. I, so I I think okay. First of all, he because when God I think of not... angel, I know this is bad, Brian, but I think of Nicolas Cage in the movie. Oh my god! What's it called? I can't. City of Angels. I can never think of Nicolas Cage as an angel. I mean, he's got his hair. He doesn't really have hair. He's got these weird wigs that he wears. I love Nicolas Cage. Not only as a person, but he's an, he's a great... Yeah. I, in fact, last night I watched National Treasure. Because why? It's a great movie. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm a Cage fan. But and I guess my point is, is that... I guess when I think of an angel, I think of good. But then again, well, a death angel—a death angel doesn't mean bad. There's no such thing as a bad angel. Let me let me rephrase. That. Well, I don't—I don't think there's. I mean, I don't think this means like the angel of hell or death. No, I no. think this is the judgment angel. Okay, that's what the I one think. who's bringing judgment. Because think about it, judgment is decreed by God, right? You because you the sacrifice, you know, whatever happened, this firstborn is going to die. That's the only thing that's going to let you. That's going to have you release. Israel from your grips. I mean, this guy's a. Think about it. Slavery. You know, murder was committed. You have to assume, you know, rape was committed. Beatings. Just not. You know what happens with slavery? Yeah, you can ask, yeah. ask anybody. Slavery means I own you. I do whatever I want. That's with you. horrible. So, so God had to pull the, the 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 Israelites from the grips of this false god Pharaoh. So, you know, this was the judgment. This is the only thing that 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 would that that would have caused him to let go. So if if so, if God takes somebody up to heaven, mm-hmm. uh, or God just takes somebody, um, okay, hold right. on, let, let's say let's let's like mafia style, whack somebody, takes them out, yeah, takes them out, sends them to the fishes. <laughs> now let me ask you a question, though. We're gonna get a little deep, and maybe we're not gonna get to thirteen because of this. It's fine. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brian. You're the pastor. I'm not. God doesn't kill people. Or no, wait, hold on. God doesn't send people to hell. But that person, that person with the free will sends themselves to hell. So the death angel comes. Okay, let me just put it this way. Hitler. Let's say that, you know, the last few hours of his death, he never turned to God at the last minute. I think we can all assume that, even though who am I to judge? But I think we can all assume that, Hitler didn't make it to heaven, of course. Right, let's assume we can all assume. We, ass- we can assume. I, I highly doubt before Hitler, quote unquote, shot himself because there's conspiracies on that as well. He didn't say, "Jesus, I believe in you. Forgive me." Mm-hmm. He could have, of course. I don't think he did, but let's just say Hitler kills himself. The death angel comes down. Hitler is the one that sent himself to hell. God did not send Hitler to hell, but when the death angel comes to take out Hitler. Why is the death, what is the death angel doing with Hitler? Is the death angel like taking him down to hell? Well, I, so it's, that's a good question. I, I, well, first of all, let's resolve this Hitler thing. I think okay. we're just going to say Hitler's probably in hell. And, yeah. and, you know, if he committed suicide, right, he killed himself, 
um, then yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's suicide, good or bad or whatever. That's fine. But yeah, so he was, um, if he went to hell, which ninety nine point nine percent sure he probably did. He, uh, yeah. So what happens is, and this is from, there's nothing in the, you know, the Bible does talk about the, uh, you know, the bars in hell, the cells in hell. It's pretty clear, right? It's all these universalists that say, oh, everybody's going to heaven. I mean. It's not true. It's not. I mean, I, I hate to say that. Oh, well, where the heck is but, that? I haven't read. That yeah, that's a that's a whole universal. Yeah, universalist who that's an idea out there who uh, who think that um, that God's all merciful and He forgave Jesus' blood forgave everyone and they don't have to do anything but just live and die and you go to heaven because oh, okay. He's the freak. But anyway, so what I what I know is you go straight to heaven or hell or before Jesus rose from the dead. And set the captives free. You go to either hell, you know, Sheol, or the lower parts of, of hell. Mm-hmm. We only have one word for hell. and then, Or you go to paradise, which would be Abraham's bosom. Okay. And then now, since God, since Jesus in the book, second, uh, the, in the book of Hebrews says that he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. And, and he took paradise and brought it into heaven. Now you go straight to heaven. There's no, there's no secondary place. So, the angels escort you, or the demons escort you. That's the only thing I can assume, and I only assume that based on okay. testimony of okay. countless so, people. Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, I was just saying testimony of countless people who say they were escorted to heaven, okay, or paradise. Wow, this is interesting. Or they were es- or they were pulled down. There's many people, John, who are devil worshippers, occult members, uh, murderers, just people who lived in the world where God, they they were pulled. You know, Kenneth Hagen is a minister also who who, who uh, talks about this. He he literally got sucked down into hell, fell. He was falling, and just about there he he pulled back up. He was dying of heart heart uh, failure as a little kid. This happened three times to him, and the last time, he called out for the name of the Lord, Jesus, save me, you know, because he'd been taught it his whole life, but never really accepted him. And then he was brought back up, and God healed him. Anyway, it's a long story, but my point is, there are many people who say you you drop straight down, or you're pulled down, kind of like the movie Ghost. You're taken down. taken By the angel of death? Or by a demon, because here's my question. Okay, could be demonic beings. Demonic. Okay, but the angel of death here is passing over the Jews, of course, obviously. Now, but it kind of goes back to my point of like we sometimes think that like every Israel living in this, every Israel man that's like 14 and over, because we all know the kids go right to heaven, right? But anybody, I think you know, roughly 14, 15. I don't know the number up. It's like, oh yeah, they're. God took them out there in hell. It's not true. My point, my question to you is, Brian, is the death angel passing over the Jews. Is the death angel going to these kids, these Egyptian sons that are being, quote unquote, killed? And the death angel is taking these Egyptian kids to heaven. No, I, well, I don't think that's what's happening. I think that he's gotta slaying. Be. No, no, he's slaying them. No, they're going but, where they're going. But they're going where they're going. I, but the, the, but the I don't kids, think he's taking the kids them. go to heaven though. So that's what the sure death they do. Absolutely, the kids go to heaven. Right. Though, you know, and I do. You know, the Bible talks. There is there is an accountability, right? Because a ten year old kid, for the most part, or a seven year old kid, right. doesn't know God doesn't right. know good or evil right. that I have to choose. You know, so they go to heaven, of course. 
that I can't. I'll, I'll get the verse one uh, in in yeah. in this passage that talks about it. But clearly, that's just that's just common sense. That you as a as a, an adult, at a, at a certain point, you have to realize, okay, there is a God. I know who He is. I, there is a bat. There is a Satan. I'm not. I'm going to choose God instead of my own life. Right. 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 There, right. There, there is that. So. Right. Yeah. I don't. I wish I had the biblical uh, stuff to to talk about the uh, the children going to heaven. But I guess my whole question is, and these are just questions I have. People listening. Of course. Okay, this yeah, is just, just me asking questions, brainstorming. None of this. I just am interested. The death angel to me, because they're not, they're passing over the Jews. They're going to the Egyptians, the, the, the sons that are murdered. Now, a lot of the sons are older, so they're held accountable, but there's a lot of sons being murdered that are young babies. And my whole question is the death angel, angel of God is going to take the babies to heaven. And then the, the, well, the adult sons yeah. that have turned their back that are old enough to believe or not believe they they take themselves to hell because God doesn't take anybody to hell. I, am I on to something here? Well, I, okay. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think you're right. So a couple things. Okay. Yeah. I don't. So first of all, what's happening right here is what I believe the same similar situation that was about to happen in second Kings six, which is the, the Elijah. He doesn't believe, you know, that he, they're going to be saved. God opens his eyes when mm-hmm. Gehazi, his, his uh, mentor says, Lord, show him. He sees a, um, just tons and tons of warring angelic beings, mm. God's messengers, about to attack mm. a city of people, right? Mm. So does does God's people, do God's angels or God's spiritual force, can they attack and kill You're people? Right. You're right. Clearly they can. they can. So in my point, the death angel here is going around slaying and bringing God's judgment. Not and and, and okay. you can't say all oh, these kids are innocent. Well, their parents and Pharaoh have overlorded them, and they they have they have caused God to act. So sadly, yeah. people are lost. You know, it's, it's war. Okay, God okay, okay. So you have a good point with all the wars of yeah. the, of God's angels doing the the battle. Great yeah. point, actually. So I guess my next question would be this then. Um, that's interesting that you say that. You're so right. I forgot about that. So you're saying that maybe the the death angel comes in, does the slaughtering, does the slain, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I think does, what this, does the slain. But yeah. you, are you agreeing with me though that one, even though the death angel is doing the slain across the board, across the board, then the babies will be taken up by the death angels, that's, and then the people going to hell. Well, that's the demons taking them down because that's on them. Yeah, I don't know exactly. I I, I think though. So like they have two missions. The right hey guys, hey hey death angels. I don't think it's the I don't, okay. So I don't think the death angels necessarily escort people. Oh, well, I don't, don't. think the, okay. the same. They could, but they're, I don't know if it's the same role. I know this. Mm, okay, Once okay. you're one, I, from what I know, and you know, according to the Bible and according to plenty of testimonies, if the death angel slays hundreds of thousands of people, or however many we died here, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You know, let's say however, let's say a hundred thousand people died firstborn. Okay. Then I believe that if they're going to, if these kids are going to heaven and these young people are going to heaven or these people are going to heaven, whoever's going to heaven at this moment in Egypt, right. then the, the angelic beings, God's messengers are coming and they're escorting them oh, okay. straight to heaven where, or to Abraham's bosom. I don't, I can't say that this is a death angel. I don't know. I think right, they have different right. roles, okay, different okay. missions. Interesting. And I don't think though that they're, sl- they're escorting them into hell. I think that the demonic realm 
is pull, is pulling. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree or, with that. And that, but that was my question. My Hitler was a bad example. And in anybody out there that's utterly shocked that we would even think that <laughs> Hitler would 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 possibly go to heaven. First of all, don't be shocked. My point is this: we say ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure he's in hell. I think we all can agree with that. But right, it, look, I hate to say this on a microphone right now. But if Hitler truly with his heart, which I don't obviously I don't think he did, truly believed in his heart that Jesus is Lord and he gave his life and believed in Jesus and asked for forgiveness. I I, I, this coming out of my mouth right now, I feel like I'm going to get hate mail, but he would go to heaven. God is a, a forgiving God. And I know that sounds absolutely insane, but it's true. But because there are people in the Bible, Brian that were horrible that turned to God last minute and went to heaven. It's, it's biblical. I, I don't know the names and the stories, but I know I've heard them. I know what I should, I should know it. And I'm learning as we go, but that's a fact. It's a biblical fact. So I'm just saying before I get hate mail, understand, but that is the power of God and the power of Jesus that somebody so bad could actually turn to Jesus and be taken up. And now, did he? Yeah. Of course not. I don't think he did. I would bet my life on it, of course. But sure. I'm guessing I'm if just it's making a true, a point If it's a there. true conversion, I mean, if you literally, I, I don't, you know, I mean, and here's the thing: we're not God. We're just, we're just giving the facts, right? We're, we're, he's the, he's the one. And it, it, you can't, and you can't get mad at us. I wouldn't forgive him. You can't, get, him. <laughs> you can't <laughs> get mad. Yeah, exactly. I'm not God. Thing. <laughs> yeah, or I'd be mad at everybody. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I ain't forgiving you. Heck no. What, you drink Diet Coke? You're going to hell. You know? Mm -hmm. Nah, it's good. I like it. So, you know what I'm saying? It's exactly. So, it's God's word. It's his decision. And if the person enters into heaven for whatever reason, I that's there, that's between him and God. Yeah. You know? Right, right. And yeah, did you did he send, you know, millions of Jews to the gas chamber and so on? Yes. But is that is that too is that is that too is that is that too much sin for the blood of Jesus to to cover? Well, and forgive? No, no it's not. But no, right. I, I don't. I don't know if it's, I doubt it happened. Though. Well, it I, says, I hate, it says yeah. Romans what nine? I can't. Or Romans eleven somewhere. It says, "Oh, you know, God will save. God will save Israel. You know, in the uh, in the end times." So, um, yeah, G Hitler thinks he killed the Jews, but uh, actually, no, he didn't. <laughs> so, God's got the Jews taken care of. So. Um, well, it also says, John, though, Romans 3 says, salvation has come upon all mm -hmm. and unto all. So does that, I know we digress here, but does that mean that all people are saved? Salvation has come upon all and unto all. Well, God was being specific when he says Israel. But he says all upon all and unto all. That's pretty specific. All. Salvation has, been, has come upon all. Romans chapter 3. It's uh, anyway. It's another. It's another topic for another. Day. Well, he says all, but you have, but you have to accept Jesus. Everybody has the opportunity to accept Jesus. Right, right, right. He does, but he he's does. saying that God said, "I forget what what it's Romans something right there." I should no, know this. Romans, Romans, not eleven. I think it says that. What does it say in Romans eleven? It says God will. God will know. save. John, you got to memorize that verse. That's I know, your. Uh, I know, um, I know. That's your. Uh, well, it's yours motto. too. It's yours too. I'm just. I'm biblical about it. But I. But these aren't opinions. I'm saying when God says He will save the Isra the nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. Doesn't say some. He says the nation right. of Israel.
And we bring the covenant there. My point is, is that God has a plan for the Jews. The covenant still exists today. It says biblically that God will save the nation of Israel, uh, uh, dead or now. And so my whole point was, is that when Hitler thinks he's awesome by killing the Jews, he didn't kill one Jew because, well, biblically, the Jews will be taken care of. So I I don't want to belabor this point, but... If you're a Jew, John, in your eyes, just question, just hypothetical. If you're a Jewish person, now or, or later, whatever, we'll okay. just say now, and you you you're a murderer, okay, and you murder people, and you hate you contempt for any religious Jewish practice, right? Because even though you've done it your whole life, and you're just like ah, I do what I want, I murder people, you know, and, and so on and so forth, mm-hmm. and and you get away with it, right? And you live you live your life out and you die, okay. Or you die now, and you go. You, where, what happened? I get where you're coming from. You I get, get where you're saved. coming from. You I get, get where you're saved. Coming. It's all all Israel saved. God says, "Oh, no biggie. You're you know what? You're a Jew. You're fine." It's just a, it's just a question. No, well, it's a good question. I don't know how to answer it. Okay, that's good. I mean, that's fine. I don't know how to answer that. It's fine. <laughs> I can, but it's it's all right. We don't have to answer it. I mean, I, God, guess, I mean, I guess not. I, I guess not. But I mean, it, it, it. I understand what you're saying, and I guess the answer would be no. Um, but the Bible's clear, though. The Bible is very clear with this this point, though. Like you have a good question, but I'm just being biblical with my. Opinion. I understand. I understand. So I mean, like to me, it's it's not like oh, John's got a crazy view on this, or John's got a crazy opinion. I'm just. I'm literally. I know that I'm not like. Word for word, we can pull up the verses here, but I am ballparking the verses. It is very straightforward here on what it says. God blinds some and deafens them, and there's a plan. The covenant lasts forever. I mean, I can go on with multiple, 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 multiple lines that make it very clear that the Jewish people are the chosen people, and God has a plan, and every knee will bow to Jesus, and he has the uh, the nation of Israel taken care of. With your question that you asked me, though, it's a good question, mm-hmm. and I don't know the answer. I, I, I guess I, I just don't know how to. I don't know how to answer that. I guess you're right. Maybe if you're if you're just a if you're a Jewish person that's just a straight murderer, and you don't believe in God, is is will will God save you? Or 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 op- I should say a better way of saying is open your eyes to Jesus in. Um, well, I have another one in in the uh, times of revelation. In the times of revelation, will G will God open the eyes of that Jewish man? I guess that would be my answer. Is that what murdering that murdering Jewish guy that was horrible and didn't believe in God? In the revelation, it does say that God will open his eyes and ears to that Jewish person in the revelation. Let me well. Let me ask you this: What if he died today? Well, I already gave you the answer of that with talking to my wife. I said, <laughs> okay. "Today or then." Gotcha. Po- Post Jesus or in the revolution, revelation, you know, seven year trip tribulation. God can do all things. Yes, he, he has a way of working that out. I I don't know how to answer that. That's fine. One more thing to ponder, and then we'll we'll uh. We don't have to go. We don't have to topic. We have to bring this topic up. Okay. 
so we just read it that there are there could be foreigners who come into the covenant and take on the covenant practice and become become people of God. Yeah, that was interesting. You, yeah. Do you yeah, it's the, you know, and God's very clear about that. You can always come into the covenant. And that's why it's really not about blood, you know, necessarily. Now that the now that Jesus but is But did here, it say covenant in here? I don't think it did. Well, it said it said you take the sign of the covenant by Remember what the whole reason for the circumcision is to be a part of the covenant, right? That's the whole reason. Remember Moses didn't circumcise his boys and God came down to punish him. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to kill Moses. And and the wife went over, circumcised the boys, and said, you made me the bloody wife. Anyway, uh, so my question is this. can Do you think those people are the same now in God's eyes? The ones who are foreigners, not let's just say Amorites, who now say, oh, I'm coming in. I'm going to... I'm going to live with the Israelites, and I'm going to become a Jew. I'm going to circumcise myself and my family, and we're in, baby. And now I can take part of Passover because I'm part of the covenant family. Well, you're 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 putting human opinion into the scripture. I'm no, I'm reading, not. That's I'm exactly reading, what it's no, saying. I'm reading it right now. None of it it says that. I, I could read it. The instructions of the Passover. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, "These are the instructions of the festival of the Passover. No outsiders allowed. No outsiders are allowed to eat." The Passover meal, but any slave who has been purchased may eat if he has been circumcised. 45, temporary residents, temporary residents of hired Mm -hmm. servants may not eat. Each Passover lamb must be eaten in one house. Do not carry any of its meat outside and do not break any of its bones. The whole community of Israel must celebrate the the Passover. 48, if there are foreigners living among you who want to celebrate the Lord's Passover, uh, let all their males be circumcised. Only then may they celebrate the Passover with you like any native-born Israel. But no no circumcised male will never eat the meal Passover. These instructions apply to everyone, whether native-born Israel or foreign living among you. Yeah, yeah. Where does it say covenant? Well, what, what do you think? That's my point. What He's do you just saying if you want to celebrate, well, so you can eat and celebrate, but you have to be circumcised. That's all God is saying here. Well, but let me ask you, what do you think a sign of the covenant is? What was that? Being a Jewish person. No, no, no. Being well, a well, Israelite. No, it's the, uh, it's the circumcision of the male. No, that, it's just, that it's, is part yeah. of being... That is part of it. God wants everybody in the covenant that is in the covenant to be circumcised. Just because I, so you're saying because I get circumcised, I'm in the covenant of the Jewish people. Like I'm like, I'm quote unquote covered. No, I'm covered in the, in the, the Jesus covenant, the new covenant. Yeah. So, but right. No, understand that. understand that. Totally agree. I, I understand that. Okay. But so I'm just, it's, so I'm just wondering what is this? Why would he say? Why would God Almighty say, if you have foreigners living among you, make sure they get circumcised if they want to partake in my festival or my dedication of Israel? Because I think it's just a respect thing. If you're going to be a foreigner and you're going to join the meal and celebrate, then like pay your respect. So on a okay, that's my right. opinion. So on a practical standard setting, okay. Because we all have to live in a practical world, even though we honor God and follow everything he, he, he wants. I agree with that. Are you saying that 
Joe Smith outside decides to I don't want to participate okay. in this Passover deal. Mm-hmm. And but but then Moses looks at him and says, "You can, but first you have to take out your junk and mm-hmm. cut off a piece of skin." Yeah. What's wrong with that? And then and then you can go back and live your own life. Yeah. So I don't, I just think it's way more significant than that. I but I, I don't not. understand what you're saying. I'm just I just read it. I'm just reading it word for word here. Not, yeah, not it never sure. says covenant. It never says any of that. Like that's my thing. It's it's I don't know. I mean, I don't have the answer, but it doesn't say God said if you cut your foreskin off in the party of the Passover, you are now in the Jewish covenant. It doesn't say that. I mean, is it strange? Do I understand well, why you would have to cut your foreskin off to, eat, to celebrate? No. Well, you right. So right. So we have to. The reason I say that, I bring that up is we we have to also go back to and how things are. Remember in Genesis seventeen, for the for the generation to generation, every male must be circumcised on the eighth day. And this applies not only to members of your family, but also to servants born in your household or foreign servants. Mm-hmm. Okay. Verse 13, all must be circumcised, and this bears the mark of my everlasting covenant. And any male who fails to circumcise, will, who fails to be circumcised, will be cut off from my covenant family for breaking the covenant. So at my But he's talking about the Israelites, foreign, foreigner Israelite. You have to read the whole chapter on that. That's not, that's not, that's not an Egyptian coming over. To chop the foreskin off, like you have to read the whole chapter in context. So, okay, oh, right. So you're still saying that no one. No, I'm just being. No, I'm just. I'm, I'm just, just saying what the word is here. saying. You're see. Here's what you're doing is you're going into verses again. Yeah. And we've already talked about this. You have to read the chapter as a whole to understand the content of it. Well, I, I did. No, and, you're... and and seven and I'm even going back and using another passage to say, look, look how significant circumcision is. In the Old Testament. Oh, it is significant. But I I don't think that just because just if you're an infidel and you get circumcised does not make you a Jew. That's all I'm saying. Sure, I I agree with it. I I agree. But let me ask you this. If you are an outsider and you get circumcised in order to adhere to the Passover, I mean, that's pretty significant. Now you believe that God Almighty saved Israel. From the strength of his arm, and you, yeah, you saw you, so you love yeah, him and follow him. I think that it's like a pretty big sign that you do. But then again, it's the heart. I think God goes sure. to the heart. Me too. I think he yeah, passes yeah. all of this and goes to the heart for the real answer. But I think it's a sign of just respect. I mean, I get what you're saying. I just, yeah, I don't. Have, I, I, yeah, I don't have. I'm not gonna die on that on the battlefield. But I, it's yeah. an interesting, uh, interesting no, you, that yeah, he you makes. You, you have he makes lots point. He may, he makes an allowance, you know, for for from an, a foreign person who's not from uh, Israel to to come in and, yeah. and still, you know, and still uh, take part in Passover, which is pretty significant. Yeah, no, it, it is. It, it's it's interesting for sure. Something to definitely study upon. You know, yeah. we talk about the death angel. We talk about the, um, you know, we we've talked about the um, the foreskin here getting circumcised and. Um, all that kind of good stuff. So, I mean, we've talked about a lot, you know, as we've read uh, chapter 12. And so anybody listening, I just feel like, and me included, just study, read, um, dive in. And I think that over time as we read too, everything will, you know, I think maybe connect even more. Even if you've read the Bible and 
twice. I think that sometimes you'll pick up on things. So, I mean, who am I? I mean, Brian, I'm not sitting here dying on any battlefield. You're good. Just, no, we're, this is, you know, this is hey, just, this is what I'm it's about, chatting, man. So, hey, it's about, re- you know, it's about reading the Bible. And then sometimes we'll throw in some technicals, like, let's figure this out. You know, well, is the death angels an interesting topic, you know, and yeah. the, the heaven yeah. and the hell and then, you know, the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the babies, uh, you know, very interesting question. People want to know this stuff, right? You know, you know what is the what is the role of the death angel? How do they intertwine in this? And just so so many questions, questions that don't stumble us. I've I've made that clear multiple times. I know you have two, Brian. Yeah. Is like because there there's a lot of questions and, and some debate and talk and and none of this is stumbling. None of this is a, a, I got you. Like oh, I'm gonna exactly. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that have questions that are looking for the oh I got you the bible's not true. That that's not exactly. us. I'm just wanting to learn. When I see death angel came swooping over the Passover into Egypt, I'm thinking like okay, let's break down this death angel. Oh, exactly. And this is part of the process if you're listening or even John and I we're we are taught this is part of the process of learning and reading through the scripture. You know, when you make a let's say you're making a weightlifting program for 6 weeks, you and let's say you're making it with your your wife or whoever your partner is in in the team, mm-hmm. you are going to go through moments where you say no, 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 it needs to be from the blocks. You're like, "No, no, no, from the ground mm-hmm. by 3." You're going to go in there and you're going to struggle until you get a, a perfect situation. And that's right. the way the word of God works. We well, struggle amongst each other, and then God right. says, hey, here it is. Well, and we, yeah, like I was going to say, we're sharpening each other's swords here because we're exactly. learning, we're getting better, and, you know, next time we're talking to somebody that has all these questions, we're going to be able to answer them better and explain things better. Or maybe we're in kind of a, a debate with an atheist, and we're, like, defending God, and we're, our swords are sharp with knowledge of the word, and we could just go click, exactly. click, 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 just like the, the other guy the other last week did. So. You know, I think it's good. But thank you guys for tuning in. Will's on here saying, John, you got to get to practice. So we have have Google Hangout at 12 o'clock. I'm late. I got to go. But really awesome. Okay, good, Brian. The Passover chapter 12. We didn't get to 13. Obviously, we got into some deep conversations. I mean, gosh, everything from Hitler and um, just holy smokes. A lot of stuff. (laughs) Death Angel, the Passover, the, 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 the Jewish people have been saved from Egypt. And God is good. And God has taken out evil and really actually i hate to say it evil has taken out themselves because that's really what it pretty much is so chapter yeah right chapter 13 chapter 13 evil takes out itself and uh, god will save the people that believe um especially post or pre-jesus here um if you you know believe in god then that's an amazing thing and and and, uh, in this time period of course when jesus comes believe in jesus of course and be saved Amen. Um, amen But we'll see you guys back uh, regular time tomorrow, 6 a.m. Pacific time. Yep. As we read. All right. All right. We'll salute. We'll see you. Thank you, guys.